Welcome to the Story in Your Head podcast. In this week's episode, Dr. Evan Maladinoff joins Ron to talk about one of our favorite holiday topics, and that is stress. We all get stressed out from time to time, so Dr. M gives us some great ways that we can actually measure the performance of our stress system at home, and also some ways that we can alleviate the symptoms of our stress so we can live a longer and more thriving life. Hello, everyone. Ron here. Welcome to another year and another insightful interview with our esteemed guest, Dr. Mladenov, who you are all no doubt familiar with from our previous conversation. If you haven't listened to our previous interview, once you're done with this episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to that conversation. That was episode number 69, where we talked about the role of trust in a patient and doctor relationship. In this episode, as we welcome in the new year, 2024, we're going to take a moment to discuss something vital yet commonly overlooked, our body's stress response. There's no better time than now, the start of a new year, to introspect, evaluate, and ensure that we are all in tune with our bodies. Today, Dr. M is here to help us understand our body's stress response and insist on its importance. Stick with us to learn understand, and possibly even kickstart a healthier, less stressful new year. And with that, let's jump into the conversation that he and I just finished. Hey, Ron, I just wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, You know, holidays are just a few days away now. Everybody's getting all excited about Christmas. Our family's coming in tonight. No, tomorrow night. I don't even know. It's like (laughs) my to-do list uh, is getting shorter and longer at the same time. So it's all great, but there's lots of stress, lots of positive stress, but there's also lots of sadness because we lose loved ones around this time of year too. And so what I was thinking is, you know, for your listeners, I got a couple of quick tests that they can do at home to just see how they're doing. Okay. Uh, They're real simple tests. Now, the, the first one is a really great test. And this actually came out of a bunch of research with the COVID lockdown stuff. And, you know, it's real simple. So the first test is you're going to measure the circumference of your chest. Now, it's easier on the guys because you're going to do it at the level of the nipples. Okay. Right? Then you're going to blow your breath out as far as you can and then make the tape measure go in as small as it can go. Yep. Then you're going to take a deep breath in and then see how much your, ch- your rib cage expands. Okay. Okay, so now here's the the cool thing. Independent of any diagnosis, those people that their chest does not expand at least two inches will die faster than those that can expand their chest more than two inches. So let me repeat back what I heard. If your chest can expand less than two inches, you're going to live a shorter life because the the stress is higher. In, right? in, independent of any illness. And that's the cool part of it. Any illness. And then if it's over over two inches. That's where you, you want to be. You, you want to be. So the goal is to have your chest, when you inhale, right, expand two inches or more. Correct. Got it. Correct. Yeah. And, and who were the people that were most susceptible and had their demise during COVID? 
people with lung problems that can't make their chest get bigger. They can't, ex- they can't inhale or expand the chest. They, they, can't, they, they can't get oxygen into the, and they have to go on the respirators, right? But uh-huh. that, the cool part of that measurement is it doesn't matter if you got diabetes, you had a stroke, you got COVID, you know, you, whatever it is, if you can't expand your chest, all those people died faster. And not, and so this was not a COVID study, right? Got it. I understand. And okay. let's say, what do we do if our chest doesn't expand, but one and three quarter inches? Okay. So, so a couple of things. First of all, you had to, you, you got to make sure your chest muscles are working properly. You got to make sure your, your ribs are mobile and moving. You got to make sure your spine is mobile. So things you can do are what I call intentional, purposeful movement, like Tai Chi, Qi Gong, you know, passive restorative yoga, things that make your body move with a breathing component. And, and then the other thing is you need to come in and get adjusted. You need to have your spine mobile and the nerves from the middle part of your body working properly to make those chest muscles work properly. And so that's that's something that's easily done. That's why we have patients come in, yeah, about once a month uh, or sometimes more for care because we want to keep those ribs mobile. We want to keep the thoracic spine moving. So some real simple things. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, when we get out here, I'm going to go measure my chest to see. There, how, there you go. Excellent. Has, right? Yeah. Okay, oh. perfect. But make sure you blow all your air out first. So yep. make your chest as small as you can first. Then take that big deep breath in okay. and see how it expands. Cool. Okay, so now ladies, it's going to be a little harder because you got to do it at about the level of where the nipples are. And and so if you, you know, have an uplifting bra, those are that have a, you know, are well endowed, you know, make sure you're wearing a bra that lifts you up, okay, and then compresses you a little bit just so you can get an accurate measurement. So you want you want to get what the chest rib cage actually expands, right? Correct. Okay, got Correct. it. Cool. And, and, and the, the level of the nipples is actually the widest part of your chest to begin with. So for ladies, if you can find where the widest part of your chest is, the rib cage, that's where you can start from. Cool. Great. What's next? Okay. So the next test, this is also independent of any condition. Okay. If yep. you can stand on one foot, so take your shoes off, yep. right? On a firm surface, don't do it on the carpet. Okay. Stand on one foot with your eyes open for 10 seconds. Okay. So just stand on, it doesn't matter which foot, what, just pick one no, foot. Well, you got to do both. Right? Oh, you do one foot and then you do the other both. Do one foot, then do the other one. Okay. okay? And then you, then you should do it three times. So you do get one for practice, right? Okay. So, so if you do it three times, right. And so that tells us about different parts of the brain, but if you, but if you can't do it for 10 seconds, like, okay, then, then you need to do some stuff to make your brain work better and specifically the balance part of your brain. Now, if you can do it on each leg for 10 seconds, that's awesome. Now try it with your eyes closed. Now make sure there's somebody there with you, you know, and so you don't fall or anything like that happens, right? Or something to grab onto. Or something to grab onto, that's right. Okay, actually what we had to tell patients is, you know, just take your index finger and if you, like you're doing it in the kitchen, just put your index finger like just off of the table or the counter okay. so that if you start to move, you can just touch Okay. Right. Just touch the countertop or whatever. So then try with your eyes closed. And then if you can't hold your balance that way, that tells us about different parts of your brain. But the, the study and the test was just with your eyes open. So it's a giving us an indication of, okay, how's your brain doing and controlling your body? So a real simple test. Anybody can do that. Obviously for young kiddos, like my grandkids, you know, three and under, it's not going to work for them. Right. So just worry about us old folks that you start doing after 40, you should start doing this. Let's just give it, okay. put, a, put a number out there. Okay. 
So, so right now, right now we've got the breathing test in inhale, exhale, two plus inches, right? Yes. We got the standing on each foot for ten seconds at a time. One foot at a time. One correct. foot at a time, each foot, right? Okay. So, so the next one is a fun one. This is from traditional Chinese medicine. You stick out your tongue, right? So, I'm going to show you in the video. Okay, and then is the very tip of your tongue is it red? Okay, so Ron, okay, maybe you know with the lighting and everything, right? It's hard to say. And Okay. Hard to say, but look in the mirror or have someone, you know, take their phone and put their, the light on the phone. Right. But you have to stick out your tongue of, you know, like, don't be bashful. You got to really stick it out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. But if the, if the very tip about eh, maybe one eighth of your tongue is red. Yes. That's an indication that your internal environment is under stress and maybe your heart is under stress too. Now there's no urgency. There's no emergency. Okay. Okay. It's just a little red flag. Now, here's here's the good news and the bad news rolled into one. It doesn't matter what you do today, that tip of your tongue being red is not going to go away tomorrow. So if you do all the great things, you take some eye stress out, you do some yoga, you have a nap, you do meditation, you do you spend six hours today doing that, tomorrow the tip of your tongue is still going to be red. And the dirty secret is it, it is a long-term indicator. It takes 30 days or more of your internal environment to be upset and, and irritated for it to be reflected on the tip of your tongue. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it back so we can, we can hold it, right? Yes. Uh, the tip of your tongue being red is a sign that your body is in under stress. Correct. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so no, so another one from traditional Chinese medicine is if you go to this little notch at the top of your yeah. chest, yeah. and it's kind of, it looks like a probably feels like a letter U, right? Right there. That's it, right? It's correct. Right there. Take your other hand, go to the bottom of your breastbone. Yeah. Okay. Go halfway in between those two spots, and then rub on that spot. Is it tender? No. Okay. Good. It should not be tender. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was worried they were like, wait, should it be tender? No. Okay. 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 So, so that one, you don't have to worry about the other two. You have to go test, right? Uh, so that's an indicator of how your stress system is doing in the acupuncture system. So if you, if light pressure is tender, okay, that tells us it's something recent. If you press a little firmer and then it gets tender, then that tells us it's a little more long standing problem. Okay. And it doesn't tell us what it is. It just tells us your body's under stress and it's losing a little bit. Got it. Right? Okay. Okay. So that one's real easy. Okay. So then the last one, this one's a little more difficult. You have to have a blood pressure cuff at home. So you're going to take your blood pressure. Now, we're going to, wherever your head goes, your blood pressure should go. And part of that is going to be controlled by your stress system. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to sit quietly with your feet on the ground for two minutes, and then you're going to take your blood pressure in the sitting position. Okay. Okay. So next you're going to lay down. Okay. And now, now wherever your head goes, your blood pressure goes. So your blood pressure, your, where's your head going? It's going, going down. down. So your blood pressure should go down, but where does your hand go? Does it go on top of your chest when you're taking it or beside you? Uh, beside your head, just kind of keep your arms as straight as you can. Like you're laying down. So it's just laying beside you. Yep. Okay. Got it. Perfect. Right. So when you lay down, now you should start, how long should it take for your blood pressure to change when your head changes position? And it should be an instantaneous change, right? Oh, okay. So when you lay down, you should start taking the blood pressure right away. 
Okay. So, so okay. You, you're looking for, does it go down? And also, does it go down quickly? Does it respond well? Correct. Okay. Right? So now we're, we're just worried about the first number. Does the first number, so when they say your blood pressure is 120 over 80. Okay. Okay. Let, let's just start with that. Let's say you're sitting, your blood pressure is 120 over 80. You lay down, as soon as your head touches the pillow, so to speak, start taking the blood pressure, it should go to 110 over maybe 75 to 80. Okay. The second number should drop a little bit too, but it's the first one that is the what we're basing the test on. Okay? Yeah. So then the next part is you're going to stand up. Now don't jump up. Just you know, get up at your normal uh, rate of getting up. So, so we're, we're laying down and I'm going to sit up and then stand up, right? To where I'm all the way up, all kind of in one motion. A one motion from laying down all the way up to standing. Okay. So now if you know you get dizzy when you stand up, then you, okay, you, you need to have someone there with you or something to hold on to, okay? But some people, they might get dizzy, they might not get dizzy. But as soon as your feet touch the ground, you should start taking the blood pressure because you're not, your head is now up, so your blood pressure, you got to get the blood to your head when? Immediately. Immediately. And where does you, when you stand up, where does the blood cuff pressure cuff go? Like where? Well, you, well, you never, yeah, arm by your side, right? Laying Just like, like your arm. Down, down, like pointing to the ground. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. So you, the blood, wherever you were when you were laying down, let's say you went to 110 over 75 when you were laying down. Now, when you stand up, you should go to at least 118 over 75 when you stand up. Okay. So let's start, let's start over. Sitting, Sitting we you're were at one, one, with feet on the floor, resting for two minutes. We were at 120. 120 over 80. Over 80. And then when we lay down, it should go down to like 115. 110. 110. One, oh. It should, should go down 8 to 10 points. So one, 110 to 112. Okay. And then okay. when we stand up, it should go back up to 118, not quite to 120. No, at least 118. At least 118. Okay. Okay. So now here's what you'll find on that third one. The th okay. So what, is it, what does it tell us when it, when it doesn't do that? Okay. So when your blood pressure doesn't go down, when you, when your head goes down, it means where the blood, the heart has to push the blood through, there's something making it go a little harder. And that's typically your kidneys and your liver. Got it. So if you've got some, and it, and it you know, it's not telling us about liver disease. You, you, may, you just may be, your liver may be a little swollen or maybe a little toxic. Okay. Your kidneys may be a little toxic too. You may have too many minerals in your kidney or not enough minerals in your kidney. It's just a little red flag that says, okay, the heart has to work harder to push the blood to get it to your head. Got it. Okay. Okay. And then when you stand up, the, the your stress system is triggered by the change in head position. And then it says, okay, make the heart pump harder because we got to get the blood out of the legs, out of the abdomen, out of the chest, up to the head. All, all, all the way to the brain. Got it. All the way to the brain. All the way to the brain. So then wherever you are where you're laying down, it should go eight to 10 points higher. So now I'm going to give you an example. If you, This is a real bad example, but Play with me, okay? okay? If your blood pressure is 300 over 200 when you're laying down, this is not good, right? Sounds not good, yes. But it should still go up when you stand up. So it should increase as you stand up because your body as now has to work harder to pump the blood to your brain. Gravity Correct. is going to fight against the blood, right? Correct. Okay, got it. Correct. 
So now, having said that, if your blood pressure is 300 over 200 in any position, you need to be calling someone and going to see a doctor, a cardiologist, or ER. This is not good. That's um, pretty high. But you know, that, I just like using that example because it, it doesn't, for this test, because we're testing your stress system, not heart function. Uh, yep, got it. Yep. Right? We yep. want to see the change in the first number, especially where your head changes position. So sitting first, laying down second, standing third. And it should go from like, for rough numbers, 120, lay down 110, stand up, up to at least 118. Correct. Right. And then the, the, and it's the delta we're looking for, right? There's a change yes. in that. Because that tells you your stress system's working as your body goes and does what it does. Correct. Cool. Are you looking to strengthen your relationships, whether personally or professionally? You want to learn how to build authentic connections faster, or perhaps you're looking to beat employee burnout through the power of connection. My name is Ron Macklin, founder of Macklin Connection. And in our workshops, we teach you the fundamentals of how to do exactly that and more. To learn more of the power of your relationships, visit us at MacklinConnection.com. Yeah, so they're real simple. So let's review them. First, can your chest get two inches bigger when you yep. take a big deep breath in? Yep. Uh, number two, can you stand on one foot for 10 seconds with your eyes open, then the other foot eyes open for 10 seconds? That's awesome. Yep. And if you want to really challenge yourself, challenge your brain a little bit, try it with your eyes closed. Cool. Got it. Then the third thing is, okay, stick out your tongue. Is the tip of your tongue red? And, and red means that you're under stress. Red under is like, stress. A, like, a, like a red indicator light that you're under stress. Yes. Just like the dashboard on your car, right? Cool. Okay. Now, the difference is that takes about 30 days to develop in your tongue. So that means that the stress has been there for a while. Your body is slipping a little bit and you need to pay attention to some things. Got it. Okay. Yep. Then, then the fourth one is you go to that little notch at the top of your breastbone. Yep. Go to the bottom of your breastbone. Go halfway in between those two points and just rub on that. Is it tender? And and it can be like a little tender when you just barely touch it, or it could also be a little more tender. You push a little harder, become tender. And those mean different things. We talked about that. Yes. Yes. They're different things. Okay. But those are also, unlike the tongue, those are like short-term indicators, right? So that if I got stressed out because my uh, microphone wasn't working and my headphones weren't working and everything we're, that we're getting ready to do this, yep. okay, I'd push on it. It's like, it might be a little sensitive, but in an hour after everything's calmed down and we did okay, it's like I push on it, it would go away. Got it. Right. Yep. But if it's, if it's there, so for example, let's say you were a professional athlete and you, you're in the Super Bowl and you're getting ready to kick a game winning field goal and you touch that thing, would that thing be tender? And it's like, yeah, there'd be a lot of stress <laughs> under that. So there might be some tenderness there, but you know what? Yes. An hour later after you went and you touch that thing, it's like, oh yeah, that's gone. It's like, cool. That's great. Thank you for that. Yeah. And then the, the last one is the blood, blood pressure changing. Like as you Correct. sitting, rest for two minutes, lay down. Take your test, stand up, take your test and do it immediately when you sit and you lay down or you stand up and what you're Correct. looking for is with the Delta and it should go yep. down 10 and up at least eight. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Cool. Now don't be surprised to your listeners. Don't be surprised when you stand up, there will be patients where that number might drop 20 points. So, which means it's gone 30 points in the wrong direction and they won't be dizzy and they won't be dizzy. They won't be dizzy. Yeah. 
But you'll have other patients where it'll stay the same, so it will not increase when they stand up, and they'll be dizzy and they have to hang on because it feels like they're going to fall. So all kinds of strange things can happen when you go from the laying to the standing. So you want to make sure that you're paying attention to what the the blood pressure cuff is telling you. Yes. Right. Okay. So now let, let's say we, we, we have a less than, than two inches uh, expansion. We have, gosh, what's the second one again? Can't, can't, can't hold your balance for 10 seconds. Can't, can't hold your balance on one or both feet. And, and right. Then you have the, what was the third one again? Third, third one, tip of your tongue is red. T- oh, tip of your tongue is red. Yes, yeah, so you're right? being too nice. You have to stick out your tongue and be like, ah. Uh, right. <laughs> Tip of your tongue is red, right? Yes. And then you have. Center of your breastbone. Center of your breastbone is tender, right? Yes. Right. And now you also have this where you lay down and you stand up, your blood pressure does not come back up, right? So you have like all of these are indicators to tell you you're under stress. Right. Now what? Well, the five most dangerous words in the English language are maybe it will go away. <laughs> and I promise you, some of those might change. If you did that every day, especially the one in your breastbone, that might change daily, yep. right? Depending on, you know, where you're at, what you're doing, you know, your, what your honeydew list has increased, which probably after this podcast, my honeydew <laughs> list will be increasing with the grandkids coming in tomorrow. Oh, yes, um, yes, yes. So, so that one can change, but the tip of your tongue is not going to change. Your blood pressure one is not going to change. Your balance is not going to change, right? So, you, 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 you need to get with somebody that can help you assess, okay, what areas of your brain and your stress system and possibly your circulation need attention. The, the first thing is, okay, there's, with, with these tests, there's no urgency, there's no emergency, unless, for example, you stand up with your blood pressure, your blood pressure drops and you pass out. That's not good. That, that sounds like an emergency. Yeah, that's an emergency. Okay. But if you just get a little dizzy, that's most people will blow it off and say, you know, yeah, I, I'm okay. What were those five words? Maybe this will go away. Yeah. Five most dangerous words in the English language. Maybe it will go away. <laughs> but then there, then there's the second five most dangerous words in the English language. And and that is, it's probably going to get worse. Mm, yep. You know, we should, we should do a show on favorite words. It's like, okay, <laughs> well, I'm thinking about this. Yeah, what are the four most favorite words your wife loves to hear? That's a great one. And let's save that for another show. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I can't tell you. Can I whisper? No. It? You, <laughs> no, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I know, but doc, doc, this is the hook, right? We get yeah. them in, right? Okay, now they're going to come back for the next show to get those four Excuse words. Excuse me. I forgot. We have to have stage presence. That's correct. Okay. okay. So on our next show, <laughs> magic words. We're, we're here to help our listeners. So let's. Yes. Okay. So, so w- with that exception that, you know, if you, if, when you stand up, your blood pressure drops and you literally lose consciousness, you know, that is an emergency. And, and most people would know that before even attempting these tests. They just know I have to get up slowly and I have to watch my head and what. So the, the bottom line is they, they might need some help with the, the lower part of their brain to help them with the balance stuff. And there's some simple exercises that can be done with that. The chest expansion, they're going to need to start doing some things to help their chest get bigger. That can be purposeful movements. You know, I call it restorative or passive yoga or Tai Chi. So when you get, and there's lots of great stuff online now that they can do that. So when you, but if you want to do it in person, either case, I always tell patients, okay, if you're going to do any purposeful movement, there must be three things that happen. Number one, there's a posture or a position you are trying to get your body into. 
Okay. Then the second thing is that there must be a purpose for the exercise. You want to make your shoulder move more. You want to make your chest expand and get bigger. And then the third thing is there has to be a breathing component of how to execute the exercise. So when you move into this position, you breathe in. When you move out of that position, you breathe out. Or So it has to have those three things. Uh, po- posture? Posture, a purpose. Purpose and breathing. And, and breathing. Okay. And so if you go to an instructor and they don't give you those three things when they say, okay, lay on your back, push up on your arms as hard as you like, okay, you're in the wrong place. They have to give you those three things. Yep. Okay. And and on on the internet too. So if you search uh, YouTube and want to do it on YouTube, that's great too. Just make sure they give you those three things with each posture, exercise. Posture, purpose, and breathing. Correct. Cool. Okay. So that's gonna that's gonna start to get that. Now you might have to get some adjustments on your thoracic spine to mobilize your ribs. If you've got some scar tissue from old injuries, or you've had some accidents that uh, have developed some scar tissues where the muscles just cannot lengthen anymore, so you might need some physical treatment on your rib cage, on your spine, on your diaphragm, on the muscles that control breathing to help chest expansion. Got it. Thank you. Okay, so now for the balance stuff, the easy hard thing is is to just keep trying to do one of the whole, standing on one foot. So after I had my bike wreck, one of the things I went with a group of my buddies, they talked me into this. They took me on a Jeep trip to the various peaks in the Colorado Rockies. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was something totally out of my wheelhouse. And so we we had so much fun, but what I did was I went, they said, "Doc, what are you doing there?" I was doing I don't know if this is what it's called, but I was doing the one-legged Buddha stance mm-hmm. where you stand on one leg and you bend your leg and put your hands over your head, right? Yep. yep. So, and I, I was, I, I said, okay, I need to do more of this. So literally every day, every time we went to a summit, I would do it for at least one minute on each foot. And, and building, building the, the strength, but also the balance and the skill to well, make the balance, the balance work. Right? Yeah. Yep. So, so, you know, again, but I was also doing the breathing component too. And then I was at altitude too. So it was like Oof. the scenery was magnificent. It was just like totally awesome. Yeah. The energy would have been great, but oh, yeah. also the lack of oxygen. But I still had to great. use my brain to stand up <laughs> and do it. So they could simply take the test, right? And see, okay, if you could only do it for five seconds on your left foot, but you could do it for 10 seconds on your right foot, then first thing in the morning, after you get, you know, before you get ready to leave for work, before you put your shoes on, stand on your left foot for five seconds. Okay. Stand on your right foot for 10 seconds, but then repeat the left foot for five seconds. Okay. And then the next day, try to stand on your left foot for six seconds. So, tr- and try and lengthen it out. Build your, build your uh, skill, but also your endurance in that, in those muscles. Yep. Uh, absolutely. So now if you've had a, a car accident where, where you've had a whiplash and your head hit the seat back or you've had a concussion or, you know, if, if you can't get that to increase, then you're going to need to have some kind of at least cursory brain examination that you, you might need more help than just trying to do the exercise longer and harder, so to speak. But that's something easy. They can start doing that at home. They can just say, mm-hmm. okay, I can only do it five seconds on one side. My other side's better, but I can make both of them better by trying it every day. Cool. That sounds great. Okay. So now tip of the tongue, that's the hardest one because you're going to, you're going to have to do lots of things to get your body to calm down in order for the reflection of your internal environment to go away from the tip of the tongue. So that one, that one is like, you know, don't be looking in the mirror every day because it's not going to change just because you could stand on both feet for 10 (laughs) seconds now. (laughs) 
Got it. Uh, okay. The, the one on the one on the center center of your breastbone. Okay, that's a specific acupuncture point. So, for example, I use that in the clinic every day on just about every patient, and so that tells me, you know, if they need acupuncture and where do I do the acupuncture. So, again, if you're if that one stays sensitive for a long time, you might need to come in and get a little bit of acupuncture treatment to to get that under control because okay. of other systems now starting to to malfunction and your body just slipping just a little bit. Right. And again, these are just little red flags, but you get enough little red flags coming up on the dashboard of your car, all of a sudden the car doesn't start, kind of thing. So again, no urgency, no emergency, but these are these are fun little things that will give you indications of how you're doing. Cool. And then the third one, three blood pressures. Okay, we're looking for your ability of your blood pressure to change when your head changes position. So when your head goes down, that first number should drop eight to ten points. If it doesn't, it, it possibly could be kidney liver related, and it might be just kidney congestion. You might need to do a detoxification protocol. You might just need to drink more water. It might be that simple. And I, I, want, I want to make sure on that on the blood pressure thing. It's about sitting there, right? With and where's when you're sitting there, where, where do you put the blood pressure cuff? Okay, so pretend that you're a tin soldier, right? So on all of them, if you just leave your arms straight, that's where you're going to put. Just leave it hanging. It's okay. fine. It's always going to be hanging or it's laying beside you or when you're standing yep. up, it's it's hanging beside yep. you. That's the, that's the easiest. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Now, for example, we had a patient that came in literally uh, this morning and she had a brain tumor that was removed about 16 months ago and she's doing really well, but she's still having some problems with some memory issues. And so they recommended that she come and see us for some hyperbaric chamber. Well, I went on automatic pilot and I went to put the blood pressure cuff on her left arm. She says, no, can you use the other arm? I said, oh, forgive me. And I, I, I didn't ask her why, because I knew why, because that's where they did the chemo and the, you know, all the drugs were IVs were going through her left arm. And so her left arm was a little beat up, so to speak. Uh -huh. So it, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't matter which arm. But just stayed on the same arm for all three positions. Stay on the same arm for all three positions. Got it. That's okay. really great. Yeah. So again, laying get when you're sitting, you, but the first one is the important one because you got to sit quietly with your feet on the ground. If your feet are dangling and they're moving, then your heart could change its function because it's got to keep blood flowing. So that's why your feet have to be firmly on the just on the ground. Yep. Right. Wait two minutes. Take your blood pressure. Then lay down as soon as your head touches the pillow, so to speak. Yep. Arms straight. Take your blood pressure. That first number should drop at least eight to ten points. And then yeah. stand up. Don't jump up. Stand up. If you're if you're prone to being dizzy when you stand up, you know, hold on to something. Make sure there's somebody there. You might get dizzy even if you're not aware of it. But that first number should now increase eight to ten points. Got it. So the most common finding is when the person stands up, that first number will either stay the same or it might drop. And, and that's, that's a red flag that your stress system is under the gun and it needs attention. Sooner is better than later. Got it. Dr. M, thank you very much for these five easy tests that we can continue to run at home. And also like to know that, that you know, these are not diagnosis things, these are just indicators to help us figure out, yep. like, is there something we should go see the doctor about or something we should go get treatment about? And these are great indicators. And I appreciate you sharing those with us today. Uh, oh, my pleasure. And, 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 you know, any one of those things by themselves is uh, insignificant, but you do like five little things like that. And all of a sudden they're starting to paint a picture of how you're doing. Yeah. Right? It's really useful. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. M. Oh, my pleasure. This has been awesome. Okay. So now what are the four most cherished words that your <laughs> wife would like to hear? 
Well, stay t- tuned. Stay tuned for next next episode. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. At Macklin Connection, we believe making authentic connections with others can literally change your world. We invite you to share this podcast with one person that you care about. Maybe it's someone you haven't spoken with in a really long time and you'd love to reconnect. Or maybe it's the first person that popped into your head when you listened to this podcast because you thought it would be perfect for them. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.